Are you guys familiar with the, I'm sure you are, are you familiar with the Office for National Statistics? You don't have to know what they do, but you kind of know what they're there for. They're the UK's largest, it's, it's, it's the UK's largest body of statistics. And I'm delighted this week to have commissioned some research which, given the findings, is going to be submitted to the Office for National Statistics because not only am I stunned by my findings, I'm mildly horrified. I asked a question on Instagram this week about relationships, and to be to be honest, I didn't go into this expecting people to necessarily agree with me because I long since discovered that I think differently to most living souls but the the actual stats and the answers give, give it's given me pause and we're going to go through this together and given my newfound maturity I'm trying not to judge I'm trying to be understanding and sympathetic to opposing points of view I'm happy to maintain a level head throughout this episode and towards the end of it we can we, we, we can take, we, we, we can all just agree that I'm right and everybody that submitted to this is talking bollocks. <sighs> the reason I'm willing to make such a arrogant statement and say that we will concede I'm right is because I've just got everything in my favour for this one. I've got everything to support me. I've got science i've got pragmatism and most critically i have common sense despite the fact that almost 70 percent of people are just wrong on this i have all of those things backing me which suggests that 70 percent are just living on cloud cuckoo land and i'm i i'm 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 gonna go through that in a bit but I don't know if I sound a little bit flat in this episode. I think I probably do because I've felt flat this week and it's been... Have I ever told you about my lap dance theory? It's... My lap dance theory is a really simple theory and it's one that I wasn't always aware of. I suppose I, would, I, suppose I became aware of it within the last, like, two or three years. And my lap dance theory is this. Like, whenever you're experiencing a shit period of time, whether it's a shit week a shit month, a shit couple of months. Life is cyclical. It's just the nature of the beast. And I should probably precurse this by the fact that I'm not going to disclose anything groundbreaking here. But all I'm saying is that we all realise what we realise when we realise it. And I've only realised this in the last three years. But life is cyclical. So whenever you're having a shit time, I've just learned that, well, ride it out because there's going to be something glorious around this corner. Vice versa, during the great times, you should always embrace it, soak it up breathe it in because the chances are you're going to be shat on soon <laughs> and that's not to say that's not to say you should trot through life with cynicism expecting to be shat on all i'm saying is that life is cyclical it's just the nature of the beast it's seasonal isn't it so the good always follows the bad and the bad always follows the good and hopefully in an ideal world you want to minimise the bad. And even when you're in the bad, you want to look for the good. And always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at this. But yeah, this week has just been, ugh. And it's been, a, it's been a week void of much direction. A week void of much 
mental resilience. Sometimes I can just like bat away the shit, but this week's been a, a I don't need this. But um, and then yesterday, last night, it was around midnight. For some reason, I was on YouTube, and I and and I just had this. You know, sometimes just a random curveball will get thrown, and you think, yeah, I could do with that. I, for some reason, I just had an, a a song from the eighties came to my mind, and then I just listened to it, and instantly I felt better, and I thought, oh. I've always loved 80s music, but I've never considered it medicine. But it is medicine because it just made me feel better. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to create an 80s playlist now. And then I just assembled a little 80s playlist. And by the end of listening to three tracks, I just, I was just A, transported back to when I was a kid. And B, I just felt better because it's it's just a memory, isn't it? It's, we didn't really appreciate how good we had it when we were kids. But now that we're all adults, we kind of appreciate it. And we'd all, we'd all happily spend a few quid to go back. Here's a question. If someone said to you 50 quid to go back to your teenage years for, in fact, fuck 50 quid. Give us 200 quid and you can spend, no, scratch 200 quid. 250 quid and you can spend a month back in any year of your teenage period. You can, you can, you can have a, you can have a month. Did I even explain that right? I think I did. Yeah, give us 250 quid for a month in your favourite year of your teens. That's what I meant to say. Would you give them the 250 quid and what year would you would you go? I wouldn't even blink. I'd, not only would I give them 250 quid, I'd say, do you want to blow you as well? Because <laughs> I'd be so keen to go back to my teens that I would, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd consider touching a willy. And that's how much I loved the... But... Um, teens then again I wasn't a teenager in the 80s though so I'd lose but I'd still go back I, I was a teenager in the 90s but I'd, I'd go back for sure just to soak in and embrace that and because um, I remember as a teenager wanting to get out of it pretty damn quick because I didn't like exams and all that shit but anyway yeah so would you give 250 sheets over and what year would you pick sorry a bit why did I get onto this what was I talking about yes I was talking about the 80s playlist that I created last night so what I've done, I've made this playlist public for you to go and enjoy. If you enjoy the 80s, you will delight in this playlist. If you do not like the 80s, I don't even know why listening to this podcast. We have nothing in common. I'm just going to take, I'm just going to eat a couple of grapes while I just give you a moment to turn the podcast off. I've got my grapes here. Actually, I'm going to temper that. If you didn't like the 80s, but you weren't alive in the 80s, then I'll give you a pass. That's fine. Because I don't necessarily know much about the 70s, so I wasn't born in it, so I will give you a pass. But if you lived through the 80s and you don't like it, then definitely switch off this podcast. Go on, clear off. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell you where you can find that podcast in a bit. Where you can find that playlist, excuse me. I'll tell you where you can find that playlist in a bit. And if I'm in feeling in a good mood, I will play some tidbits from that playlist today. How are you, by the way? I hope your week has been less shit than mine. I really do. If it hasn't, then sit tight. Because I'm going to tell you where you can find my playlist in a minute. Because I'm assuming the only people listening to this right now are the people that love the 80s because I've told everybody else to piss off. (laughs) 
Right, okay, so last week, episode 26, or was it 27? It doesn't matter. But last week's episode, we discussed, briefly, anyway, we discussed relationships and... It was episode 27, episode 27, which was called The Worst Thing a Friend Could Do. It wasn't entirely about fidelity, but during that new feature where I called a random person, I just dialed in 11 random digits, got through to a member of the public, asked them a question. And it was all about the worst thing a friend could do. That conversation got onto relationships. And I then, after that episode, posted a question on Instagram can you say with absolute certainty that your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife will never cheat on you? In fact, I've got the question verbatim in front of me. This is what I asked the good people of Instagram. Can you ever know your boyfriend, girlfriend wouldn't cheat? Ugh. Again, I went into this expecting most people to go with the opposing view to mine because usually that's what happens but I wasn't quite expecting the sheer mass of people that would go for the opposing view than mine so these are the statistics how many people answered 28 28 people responded to this poll so that's 28 votes and 68 by the way, the options were absolutely you can know that your boyfriend girlfriend wouldn't cheat, and the and the other option was hell no, you can't know. So sixty eight percent, a whopping nineteen humans of twenty eight, said absolutely you can know, leaving nine on the hell no. <laughs> now let's let's take each one in turn. But first, let me just repeat those numbers: nineteen of twenty eight people think you absolutely can know, and I even capitalize the word no to make sure that there was no room for error 28 um 19 people think you absolutely can know your partner wouldn't cheat and nine went for hell no you never can know i mean one question i want to ask by the way in case there's any ambiguity here i'm absolutely in the camp of no you can't know but i'm interested how many of the nine that went for absolutely not hell no you can't know how many of those have been wronged and have been on the receiving end of infidelity. Because I, although I'm on the hell no, I haven't, that I'm aware of. But that's what I'm, I don't think I've been cheated on. But this is what I'm saying. I don't know. And I'm going to share an anecdote about one of my exes, which actually is, I've, I've never looked at it this way before. But I'm, she, she, I wouldn't be surprised if she cheated. And I'm going to tell you why in a minute. But of those nine, I wonder how many of those have been wrong. Because I, I, do, I do think most people do want to see the best in their in their partners and most people do generally lean towards you absolutely can know and i think the only time people usually stray into actually i don't think you can is when they've been on the receiving end of being shat on now this is just my theory there's no there's no medical merit behind it there's no studies despite my affiliation with the office for national statistics <laughs> There is no basis to this, but I just would assume that of those nine, I bet at least five have been shat on. Because I do think most people, unless they've been shat on, lean towards that you can know. 
Now, I've not been shat on, but I still lean to the you can't know. But that's just because, as I said, I'm an anomaly and I just don't think like regular humans. I don't think I think better than regular people. I just very rarely think the same. So if anyone voted for the no, I'd love to know if you're one of them. But anyway, so let's let, let's just go on to the 19 lunatics <laughs> who think you absolutely can know. My only question is thus. How? How can you be so arrogant, you 68 percenters? How can you be so arrogant to sit there and say, I know. I don't even think it's about arrogance. I just think it's psychological ineptitude. Or should I say scientific ineptitude? Because you actually can't know. And I don't know if they were enjoying the benefit of... I don't know if they were enjoying the benefit of ambiguity by saying, well, I can't know, but I think I've got a strong eye. But I'm not having that because I I don't want ambiguity. That's why I capitalised the no. Can you know? I want them to be clear. I'm not asking, can you think? Can you trust? Can you hope? I'm asking, can you know? And the answer is, can you fuck? Piss off. You can't be responsible for the actions of another human being. There's just too many, there's too many unknowns. Chief amongst them, alcohol. When you're not there, you just can't know. So the 19 that are saying that, I really, really want to know what you're thinking by saying you can know. It's just hard. So I put it, I threw it out to Twitter. Let's look at some Twitter people. This is what we've got on Twitter. Trudy says... I believe you can have a good idea of whether they will or won't cheat based on their personality and behaviour patterns, but I feel like there's never a way to know for certain. Correct. Was I to change my name by deed poll to Trudy and grow a vagina and be 20? I think she's about 23. She's, she's young. That's what I would say. I agree wholeheartedly. You can you can know a certain amount about someone's personality and you can make reasonable assertions based on that, but that that's all they ever are. That's all they ever are. At best, they're reasonable assertions. At worst, they're, it's blind faith <laughs> and hope. That's all it is. We also have from Joe... Joe writes, hang on a minute, what did Joe write? Oh, Joe wrote, can you chuff? So I'll apologise to anyone that's not from the North. And Joe Joe apologises as well. Sickening. I don't think I've ever heard, I've not heard the word chuff used in many a year. So can you chuff, translation for non-Northerners, no, you can't, you can't know. So that's what Joe says. And Andrew on Instagram says, I like to think I have confidence. My wife has cheated on in a previous relationship and we have discussed that we think this would be the worst thing anyone could do. We've also said that if we felt like we wanted to cheat, we needed to talk about it. But I can't say for sure that I 100% know that she wouldn't. Again, you know, I'm with Andrew. And wholeheartedly, I'm with Andrew. It's, 
honestly, I'm, I'm, I would have done a follow-up question to the people on Instagram that went for the, yes, you can know, but I was just too enraged, so I didn't bother. And as I said, I'm trying to be more mature with age and I'm trying to leave people to have, I, I think everybody's entitled to their wrong, so I'm, I'm fine with that, but <laughs> everyone's entitled to their, just to their, to their scientific, Oh, I was going to say stupidity, but that's too much for even me. No, it's fine. Listen, I, I, I appreciate your response, but I disagree with it. And the, the way I look at it is this, right? So 20 people went for yes, you can know. But this is my argument. If I took out one of those 20 people and we just went, let's say we went for a drink somewhere. And we went into a really small, intimate boutique bar. And there were, let's say there were 20 people in that bar. And I said to this one person, okay, there's 20 people in this bar. They're all in relationships. How many of these people, even before I asked this poll question, if I just said to them, how many of these 20 people do you think at some point in their relationship have had an indiscretion? Whether it's a kiss, whether it's a blowy, whether it's full sex, whether it's, I don't know. But how many of them do you think have had an indiscretion of some kind? If I just asked one of these 20, how many 20 people in this room? That, there's no way no, none of them would have gone, oh, no, none of them. I, I, no, I, I, I see the best in people. I think they're all faithful. Bollocks. Bollocks. that have gone, oh, Christ, at least, I don't know, at least four. At least four of these 20 people, surely. So my point is simple. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what my point is. I've told you I'm not, I'm not, in a, I'm not doing well this week, so... I actually feel like the majority of, how long have I been how long have I been waffling for now? I feel as though the majority of this is just incoherent drivel. 17 minutes. But let me let me talk to you about let me talk to you about my ex because I actually remembered this while I was chewing over the answers. In fact, before do you know what? Before I tell you the story of my ex, I need to cleanse my I need to cleanse my soul with some of this. This is this is one of the tracks you're going to be listening to if you decide you can be asked to check out my 80s playlist. Have, have a peekaboo at this. know the instant lift that track gave me last night when i listened to it i was like oh my god i just my my my, my insides just glowed that's bronski beat small town boy for those of you that have currently got a massive smile on your face justifiably so by the way yes that's one of the tracks i've plopped into my playlist maybe i'll i'll, I'll share another one with you in a bit but yeah let me let me tell you let me tell you about my ex because my theory is this, right? As I said in last week's episode, there's always going to be someone that's funny. There's always going to be someone that's brighter. There's always going to be someone that's better hung than me. But I actually missed one of the most powerful qualities in a member of the opposite sex. And 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 it's it's power, you know? I don't want to make any sweeping statements here. And I don't want to say that all women and all men are attracted to power, but it's potent, friends. Let's be honest. It's just, it's potent. I 
as a heterosexual man, can't say that I don't find Eugene Young of US legal drama at the practice. Yes, I'm talking about that again. I can't say that I don't find Eugene... I can't say I don't find his just immense ability to break down a witness on the witness stand. It's, it's madly arousing, I'm afraid. The guy's a beast. <laughs> Eugene Young is a beast. In fact, I've got an episode here. I've got a list. Where is where's where's that Eugene episode? Just in case you're bored and you want to go and see who this Eugene guy is. Um No, hang on a minute. Jimmy No, never mind. Never mind. Eugene Young, the practice. I've been telling you about this for the last five weeks. And I'm like I've I've thought to myself as a heterosexual man, like, why why are you why is Eugene doing it for you at the moment? And he's just it's it's a combination of talent. Pow like when when they've got to get someone off Someone's accused of the worst kind of murder. Roll in Eugene and he'll usually get them off because he's just a machine. By the way, this is a drama. It's not like a real life thing. So it's, I'm not like I'm saying I want murders on the street. All I'm saying is that I'm okay with murders being on the street within the parameters of fiction. Get over it. <laughs> and Eugene, he's just, yeah, so I'm sorry. But my point is this. Power is intoxicating. So let me tell you about my ex who I've, who I've, who I've, totally forgot was very relevant to this conversation and I should have referenced her last week. So we're going back about 13, 14 years now and she was universally recognised by most laymen to be out of my league. <laughs> you know, that's not me beating up on myself, but we all sit somewhere on the 0 to 10 scale. On the, on the most animal level in terms of physical attractiveness... I'm happy to, on, on a zero to 10, I'll give myself a strong, I'll give myself a six point. I'd usually give myself a six point, six point, I think I'll, I'll give myself a half. I'll give myself a 6.5, but I've been, I've been polishing the guns recently. I've been, I've been on, I've been on the gym. So I'm, I'm nudging a seven. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm nudging a seven, but on a bad day, she was a good seven, a good 8.8 on a bad day. So, um, I think we should all have a look at ourselves sometimes and be aware of where we sit on the scale. Anyway, my point is this. So, she sold medical supplies to hospitals, right? And I always remember, she'd often tell me about this doctor who was a consultant. And for anyone that's not got any affinity with the medical profession, consultant is synonymous with, with money. So, what you need to know about his consultant is, apparently, I never met him, but apparently, he was very handsome, um, very well-off, and a massive flirt. Oh, by the way, he was also a massive shagger. It was funny, because she did tell me, like, he was just, he just, you know, he was a handsome guy, he was a consultant, and he was he was happy to use his looks to his benefit. So he was shagging about. Now, as I also mentioned last week, apologies for that text message that just came through, by the way. Now, she told me this, and I I remember, because as I mentioned last week, jealousy isn't my thing. It's not, it's not really, I don't have jealous bones. My, my, my approach has always been, if 
if if she's going to cheat, she's going to cheat. I'm not, I have zero interest in concerning myself from the day to day whether or not she's going to cheat. But I took it to another level because I love the stories that she'd tell me about this guy. I just found it amusing. And I was like, I can't say that if I was a consultant, handsome, money, I can't say that I wouldn't reap the fruits of my eight years of medical school. <laughs> I can't say that I wouldn't. I'm not going to use the word abuse my position. Because it's not like I'm, it's not, it's not like I'm shagging in the storage room. I wouldn't be that guy. But I'm not saying that if we went out on a works night out, I'm not saying that, you know, I wouldn't. I don't. You know, I'm just not saying that that wouldn't happen. So, so my point is this: when she was telling me the story of this guy, I can't remember what his name was to be honest with you. So, for the context of this, let's call him Max. When she was telling me the story of Max, I just found it funny. I was like, "Go, Max!" But she would always. He was very flirty with her. Again, my opinion was, why wouldn't he? You're hot. I would be flirty with you. Even if I knew you were in a relationship, I'd be flirty. But the thing is this, there was nothing in my ex's makeup that made me think that she'd be the kind to do that. But all I'm saying is, I also, I'm not naive enough to say that she might not have held his stethoscope. Let's let let's just be 100% pragmatic about this. I can't say that she hadn't held his tools. Um, as far as I'm, as far as I'm, I'm perfectly satisfied to say that she didn't. But look, the guy had cash. <laughs> he had good looks, and he had an Audi. Meanwhile, I'm a six-five. Go me. <laughs> um. I'm sure I had a point, but I can't remember. She also liked Cristiano Ronaldo as well. And I was like, why wouldn't you? If you looked at the man, he's like, he's almost chiseled out of marble. If she just happened to encounter Cristiano Cristiano, Ronaldo, I mean, it's very conceivable if she met Cristiano Ronaldo one day, it's very conceivable that he'd, he'd try it on. Because he's known to enjoy the women. So if Cristiano Ronaldo was hitting on my ex at the time, well, girlfriend at the time, I suppose, and she's his number one, you know, you know Ross's laminate Ross's laminate list on friends, you're all allowed three people. Cristiano Ronaldo was on my girlfriend's list. So would she say, look, Cristiano, I mean, you've... You're an incredible talent. What you do with the football is is remarkable. I mean, I don't know that you're not the best footballer on earth. I don't know that you're you're probably the hottest footballer on earth. But I'm I'm sorry. I'm 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 currently seeing a six five. <laughs> and this is what annoys me about those nineteen clowns who say, of course, you can know. Now, if you ask me, would your ex have dabbled with Cristiano given those circumstances? She met him, he was into her, she was with you. What would she have said? If you want me to give you an honest answer right now, based on everything I knew of her and her character and her values and her personality, do I think she would have cheated? Do you want to know what my answer is? Actually, I've never asked myself this question, so I don't know what my... <laughs> Give me a minute. Let me have a grape. What would she say? 
Mm. You see, there's there's two answers to this. There's my ego answer, then there's my rational answer, and I think the two things might be different. Because my ego answer is, no, she, I don't think she would. My rational answer is, how many times do you get an opportunity to taste the Portuguese sausage? Um, and you know what? I'm just going to go with a blanket no. I'm going to go with no on the rational and no on the ego. But there's also a part of me that just sees that as a tantalising proposition. So I think I would understand if she, um, I don't understand. I could, I could see a world where she would. Um, I'm sorry, not that I can see a world where she would. I mean, I mean, if she did, it'd be difficult for me to say, but I'm a six, five, you. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's ever used that argument, but I'm a six, five. <laughs> it's a valid argument. If your partner sleeps with a five, one, actually. That's, yeah, sleeping down. I bet that sleeping down, as in sleeping under your current existing partner. So if you're currently going out with an eight, sleeping with a six. What? To me, yeah, there are circumstances under which you do that. I mean, you know, even even fit people can be dickheads. But that doesn't mean that just because you're a dickhead, you should... Sorry, as I said, this week, not in the best place. So let's have another track from my 80s playlist. (laughs) Can I just say, 80s was a great year for saxophones. I never even noticed until I I was assembling this playlist, saxophones and black and white videos. Jesus Christ, I never appreciated it as Baby CK, but that's obscene how many saxophones. Um, Breathe, Hands to Heaven, also in my playlist. I'm going to tell you where it is now in case my... In fact, I'm going to tell you where it is now in in case you just... My rambling is becoming unbearable and you need a break. If you go onto my YouTube channel... And click on playlists. I, I was actually going to make this private so that obviously why would anybody give a shit about Matey's playlist? But I've, I've decided I'm so convinced and so certain of the medicinal properties of this playlist that I wanted the world to enjoy it. I thought, screw it, I'm going to make this public. So go to CK Golding on YouTube and you'll see there's a playlist on there called 80s Makes Me Feel Better. And it 100% did. Like, breathe hands to heaven. Jesus Christ. I remember when I was a little, I remember when I was working in hospital radio. I must have been about 25. I rinsed that. 1987 classic. Adore that. And, yeah. Was that, I don't know if you could just hear that. That was the taste police coming to give me my award. If you heard that siren, if you didn't, that gag made no sense. In fact, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to play. I've got a closer to this podcast this week that I'm going to share with you, but actually I'm just going to give you one more taste of what is in, because we've just been talking about power being an attractive 
aphrodisiac, if you will. And I'm not going to lie, again, the next gang when they play, I was watching this video and I thought, Jesus Christ, that is a specimen. I've, I've not really, I'm not focused on this video before, but he is an absolute, in his day, he was a specimen, this guy. Have you seen George Michael in that video? I swear to God, right. So that was father figure, George Michael. I swear to God, if he was over in a room with my ex, I mean, she wasn't, she never mentioned she liked George Michael. She might have, but if she was in a room and, and he offered her some goodies, I mean, he wouldn't because he likes men, but let's just in a parallel universe. Um, He offered her goodies and she turned him down. I'd be concerned for her because he's a, he's a specimen in that video. I can't lie. I mean, impressive, dude. Hats off. So, George Michael, father figure. That is my 80s playlist currently sitting on my YouTube channel. Go and fill your boots. And I welcome you, incidentally, to pitch some songs. What other songs should I put in there? There's how many tracks are in here now? There is currently 16. Because I only made it last night, late. So hopefully by next week it will have doubled in size. But, you know, there's 16 in there. If you have any suggestions, I'm not, you know... 80s party tracks are great, but as you've noticed, a lot of these are just massive ballads because I'm a bit of a girly boy, if you've not realised. So, yes, um, I have a closing point as to why this week has been shit. Even when I've tried to get input from my new feature called Random Human, you know when I call people, right, and I ask them a question based on the talking point, it, it was going nowhere, like, None of the, I just ring, I dial a random 11 digit number into my phone and whoever answers, I ask them the question. Check out last week's episode for some great examples of this. But yeah, this week it just wasn't happening. None of the numbers existed. I was just punching in random 11 digit numbers. None of them were connecting. It was so bad at one point. I thought I'm just going to ring some random so-called relationship experts. That'd be a great little slant. Get some ideas on, on whether or not you can say for certain your partner won't cheat from a relationship expert. That went nowhere because none of them were answering. None of them were in. It was only the receptionist answering. It was it was pissing me off. Then at the last minute, just before I was ready to record this podcast, I thought I'm going to try one more. Rung, went to voicemail. Then I was about to kick off this podcast when the person rang me back and this. Hello, CK speaking. Oh, hi. I've, I've just had a call from you. Oh, yes. So, hi. How are you? You okay? Yeah, sorry. Who am I talking to? My name's CK. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a UK writer and um, podcaster. And Right. Yeah. So, every week... So... Yeah. So, so, every week for the show, I ring a number at random and ask a member of the British public a question about life. And this week's... Oh. Yes, exactly. And this week's question is, can you ever say for absolute certainty that your partner, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend would never cheat? Yeah, yeah, I can say with absolute certainty. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't cheat. 
you seem beautifully certain about that. <laughs> I am. We're very committed. We're, we're people of principle. We're Christians. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we're totally invested. Can I been ask... been married for over 30 years. You've been married for... Over 30 years. Wow. That's remarkable. And can I ask, I mean, by the way, I just asked questions, so if anything you don't want to talk about, that's fine. But of those 30 years of marriage, have you throughout that always been Christians? Did, did you come into the relationship as Christians? Is that how you met, maybe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 30 years. That's remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, can I, can I, I'm, I it's really interesting you say that, because actually when I put this question out to my listeners, someone actually said... I once upon a time would have said yes. However, after 30 years of marriage, I was cheated on last year, which was quite, I mean, for me, I don't know the person, but it's quite heartbreaking to hear that after 30 years. I mean, that must seem unimaginable mm. to you. That must seem unimaginable mm. to you, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, I think it's about trust and investing and, you know, Keep building that relationship. You still need to connect regularly with each other, keeping that connection going. You're always on the same team. You're always on the same team. Would it be fair to say, like everything, they are challenging times maybe where your relationship is tested or has it been just serene? Has um, it been 30 years of serenity? Oh, you, no, it hasn't. No, obviously ups and downs, um, life rich pattern and all that. Um, but... It's what you do, you know, you, you might see someone that you think, oh, they, they're really nice, but it's what you do next, isn't it? It's the next step that you take. You stay away from that temptation, basically, because, you know, it, it just causes an awful lot of hurt and pain and devastation. It's not worth going down that road. You reap what you sow, you know. I mean, in principle, I agree with that. I, I agree with that maxim about reaping what you sow. I wonder, however, do you, is the nature of your relationship one whereby, because you just offered an analogy there, whereby you see someone, you might find them attractive, whether it's physically or mentally or whatever. I wonder if you and your husband have a, an agreement where when that does happen, you talk it out or do you just, it's, it, it, it's just, it's, yeah. you do. Well, yeah, we do talk about it. It's not, it's not an agreement. It just happens naturally. And are you both of the mind whereby, say, for example, your husband came and told you that he saw someone that, you know, he, he, was in, he found interesting, engaging, whatever. Uh, is, it, um, is it from your point of view? Well, of course you did. You know, we're all humans. We're all going to... Oh, yeah, sure. So that sure. there'd be no degree of jealousy on either part? Yeah, no. No, I... I can't see it at all. Well, don't feel, don't feel threatened. When you're in a secure place, you don't feel threatened. Here. Well, my final question... It's not helpful. <laughs> what, it's not, Go down what, that road. What's not It's not help, going to help you. What's not? D doubt or jealousy? To start, start thinking like that. I, really I, unhelpful. I wholeheartedly agree. It's only going to take you down a road of just... It's, it's never going to end well. Once. No, quite. My question to you, though, because in principle, I agree with probably 91% of what you've said, and mainly the bit about when you're in a relationship with someone, there's nothing to gain from being constantly. My opinion, by the way, has always been, if if my girlfriend is going to cheat, then she's going to cheat. Me spending my days concerning about it isn't going to take me anywhere good or healthy. So that's my that's my outlook. However, mm. however... Yeah. 
my answer to the question I asked you would be, regardless of how much I trust her or however much her personality doesn't seem to be aligned with the kind of person that would cheat, of course I can't say for certain that she won't because I, I, I have no control over her. I have no control over her over her person. Yeah. I mean, sure. do, do, you think but, that, do you think there's any fairness to that? If you make a promise, you make a promise. And your word, you know, that's a promise. You don't break promises. You stand by it. Hmm. What about I, I was going to um, I was going to say what about alcohol? Because sometimes alcohol colours our judgment. But maybe neither you or can your husband. do. You've got to stay wise with it, and you've got to stay within, you know, um, controlling yourself. It's all about what you do, the way you live. You know. Yeah, I like a glass of wine, but and so does my husband. But it's still not going to happen. It's best because to... carry on. You promised, you know. You go back to what you did at the beginning and what you said and what you promised, and you keep investing in that. Can I throw a final hypothetical into the conversation? Yeah, I need to go actually because he's just come <laughs> back from work, so I need to go and say hello. Go All on. Right. Last question. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you say he's about to come into the house. What if, completely hypothetically, what if he said, "I need to talk to you. I, 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 I have had a this. I have had a misdiscretion. Is it misdiscretion? I forget the term. Um, transgression. Yeah. Transgression. I had a transgression last month, and I and, and I, it's eaten me up inside. Is that? Can you? Is that something you think you could ever get past? Or no? You're at, get get yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do believe in forgiveness. Um, and I do believe you can repair, repair things that are broken, relationships that are broken. And we've got, you know, a good support network around us. And I know we could get help wow. with that. Okay. Well, I have nothing And you for... wouldn't just throw away 30 years, three children, that whole thing, just like that. I mean, that was the phone call. And really... Talking to her was as heartwarming as it was troubling. And the reason I find it troubling is I a cold shiver ran through my spine, the thought of being with another human for 30 years. <laughs> wow, it was troubling. I think the only circumstance upon which I can imagine that being pleasing to me would be if it was 30 years with a 9-7. I've, I've, I've been with an 8-8. I'm ready to upgrade. And I could... 30 years with a 9-7, I could probably live with. <laughs> a 9-7 a with an Audi. And the love of 80s music. And contrary to my <laughs> appreciation and curious appreciation for dudes this week, I'll take a 9-7 with an Audi, a love of 80s music, and absolutely, categorically, unequivocally, no penis. <laughs> See you next week. 